All right, welcome back to On Shuffle. I'm your host, uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, no, I am. Um, I'm Daniel with Matthew. Um, we got another good show for you today. We've got um, got some good stuff. We had our homework it was Cato, the band Cato. I think uh, you've heard us talk about them on here. So hopefully you've uh, took some time out of your day to check them out at some point. Uh, and if not, I'm hoping you will after this. Um, and then we've got uh, a topic that I've been wanting to do for weeks. A topic. Uh, uh, if you were stranded on an island for the rest of your life and you could carry five albums with you, what would they be? I can't wait to break this down. I think uh, uh, talking to Matthew Alfair, I believe our concepts were pretty similar uh, for once. Um, but before we get into our homework, Matthew, how you doing? Oh, good, good, good. It's uh, another good weekend. It's been pretty much good weather for the most part. Uh, yeah, so it's been, been, been well nice and that is getting in our life right there uh so uh but anyways same here um we've got our fair our county fair right now so uh, uh taking the kids there a couple times enjoyed that done some fun stuff been on the go uh and now we're uh, doing what we do if you have if you've a new listener uh one thing that we when we started this podcast we started it by only hit and record uh on the phone because we don't change anything that we do on Sundays. We just decided we were going to document it. Basically, we uh, we start the grill, charcoal grill. Uh, we we talk music and we uh, grill steaks. So today's no different. I just started the grill. I'm watching the fire going right now, and uh, we're going to talk music with you. So, uh, and if you're a, you're one of our old faithfuls, you know the drill. But uh, but Matthew, so again, Cato, that was your idea, the homework. Um, so tell us about it, man. So yeah, so uh, I know I went over their history before. Uh, I think it was the last week. I think we did the, um, I think it was the groups that uh, I guess never was, never have been. I guess yeah, like two uh, weeks ago, the best yeah, that never was. Yeah, best, best that never was. Yeah. So just to reiterate, they were uh, uh, I guess a hard hard rock uh, hard rock group from Australia. Um, as as they say, through Nashville, so they were living in Nashville at the time. Um, they formed in 20, well, I'll say it does, it's, it's kind of unclear when they actually formed and started like playing together, yeah, right. but their first album came out in 2016. Um, then they broke up in 2019. Um, so in between there at least two albums and, um, I know they're a group that I want to say originally that, um, I think I originally got into them once upon a time. You did. You put me on that. Um, and how and how I found out about them, you know, I literally have no idea. I know it's uh, one of the benefits of Spotify. I guess unlike you know music, uh, as we talked about, actually a you know well away a few 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 podcasts ago, one of the benefits of modern music listening on Spotify streaming is you're able to find bands you just wouldn't find otherwise, mm-hmm. even if you know if it was back in the day where it was more uh, records you know going by the record store buying a record or you right. know the physical means um right. even that we would never have found out about Cato. so again that's definitely a benefit of just modern times um so yeah so i know i'll turn them on to you again once upon a time um and they're a group that is i think they're kind of my version of your bad city mm. which i know i want to say we talked about them also a couple of weeks ago bad city um, there's a group that was on the rise. Um, they're, they're actually more on the rise than Cato um, were. But, um, yeah, band on the rise, and, they, you know, circumstances happened, and they just kind of broke, broke apart. Only because, uh, which, you know, of course, you know how much I love Bad City. I would say the only reason they were 
because and I'm, this is a compliment to Cato. The only reason they were on more on the rise, I think, is because they were American. You know what I'm saying? Oh uh, yeah, I, oh, you talk. Mad City is more yeah, on the rise. Yeah, yeah, being that they're American, I think that obviously that really helped their rise uh, quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I got you. Um, yeah, so with Cato, um, again, that that two, they only had two albums out, but. Uh, you know, I can't. I know there's a classic band that only had like one or two albums out. It might have been like the Sex Pistols or something like that. Not comparing them to the Sex Pistols at all because musically they're not the same at all. They're a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, opinions vary, I should say. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, so again, that a short, um, short lifespan as far as album wise. Um, but again, their sound, just for those out there that might not have heard, you know, listen, heard of them. Um, Again, they kind of they definitely sound um, older. I would say definitely sound more seventies and nineties uh, rock wise. Nothing really eighties about them. Um, uh, they, again, they're just a group that had uh, again uh, two guitars, you know, but drums and the bass, and just, you know, just a front man. So kind of similar to like Aerosmith, I guess. Maybe not music wise as far as the sound, but just like they're just they were just a straight up hard rock band. Um, you know, again, I want to say the lead singer Kurt Loney wrote uh, a lot, a lot of the stuff. Um, they're just again, like we can just go off of what we said a couple weeks ago. They're a band that just, uh, again, just had all the potential in the world just to get as big as they wanted to. Um, I want to say, and they, you know, broke apart. I know the, I want to say the Mitch, uh, what was Mitch no, Beloy? yeah, Mitch Beloy. Uh, he thought he was kind of the, the top dog in the group, and um, you know Mitch Malloy again. He was uh, could have been, should have been the lead singer of uh, Van Halen once upon a time. You know something about him, Matthew? He was so pretty, uh, and, uh, like just so good looking and so talented singer, musician, uh, and obviously looks. You would think that he would have, it would have been better for him. You know, what I'm, and obviously he's had a, a great career. I mean, the way I look at it. Uh, he's he's a full time musician uh, who who probably has a nice home and nice things. So great career, but the looks, the skill, and everything. Come on, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, he, he himself could have been bigger. Sure. But uh, yeah, but with Cato again, they're a group that um, I want to say other songs that stand out again for me. This after read, kind of almost rediscovering them about the you know with the pod a couple weeks ago. Colder is definitely kind of my walk away favorite. Um, from them, I know they have a couple more that I really like. Um, like communications, good, and uh, uh, and again, just those two albums as, as a whole are great. Um, so again, I cannot recommend them enough. Uh, even though they are no more, um, you know, again, you should still check out their music because you know you can still get something out of it. Um, again, they sound great, and um, I asked for the band that came after the Scent. You know, Kurt, Kurt Loney's the lead singer of Cato's band after. Uh, keep an eye, for, eye out for him, too. You never know. Well, he'll, you know, he, he's, he's young, so he can always pop back up with something new. But, uh, yeah, Cato, again, just check it out. Again, it's, uh, um, they're a group that are, that are gone, but there's still some great stuff out there. So you should definitely still check them out. Yeah, Matthew, I got to say this, man. Uh, I, and I, before, I, before I get back on topic, I got to ask you this. So uh, let me preface it by saying... Obviously, Cato fan, Matthew put me on him. Uh, you know, uh, Kurt Loney, the singer uh, that he was just talking about, he has a, a group called The Scent now, um, which started out with uh, 
the basis that uh, from Cato and him, who are apparently very good friends, both from Australia, made the trip to America the, uh, together. Um, but, uh, you know, Cato no longer. We were sad about that. Um, and then, uh, then the scent came along, which Matthew came to my house one day and he's like, I got something for you to hear. Put on the scent and, uh, and uh, told me who it was. And I, it led me to, and I'll never forget how the feeling I felt uh, with that. I'm instantly in love with the music. It was great. But um, it got me thinking, would you rather, uh, two things. You got two choices. Would you rather your favorite band uh, put uh, find out they're putting out a new album uh, and it's the day of the album coming out or something. Let's just say it's album day. It's that Friday. Or you just find out they're having an album. One of the two. Or would you rather discover something for the first time that's really good that you like? If you had those two choices, your favorite band puts out an album, you, uh, or you discover some music that you really, really, really like, which feeling do you use better? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's, that's tough. That's I, tough. Because I guess the only similarity I can maybe have to that would be, um, would be like a queen you know recently mm. uh this past i guess thursday or friday yeah, friday, friday they uh they released a i guess an unreleased song a face, thursday uh well my, yeah it might, might have been friday yeah face it alone um so again it's a song that evidently wasn't finished i guess it was a song that they had a uh, sound like they did the vocals for mm -hmm. or most of the vocals and they just didn't do the music um and uh so again that song is technically over 30 years old yeah um so again um so there's that kind of similar to where it's like it's a song from my you know from my favorite band mm -hmm. um and then another comparison would be well i guess it will be what the new music i found because i have some found some new music like pretty much during the same time period like, mm -hmm. like the last tail in the last week that uh the feeling's pretty good on them too so i don't know it was tough yeah, that's uh, it's tough, tough, one, tough to choose. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking about that. That's a that's a very tough one, and I don't know what I'd choose. I don't have an answer for you. I think there, uh, there. Are, I guess the feelings a lot alike. Uh, that just that sort of uh, anticipation, excitement. Um, so, and of course, when you find a group, there's nothing to me. There's nothing like finding a group uh, that you've never heard or that maybe nobody's really heard. That plug, that hits your music itch that just plays that certain rock and roll kind of Cato was that way for me and I know it was for you too and then also the scent um, and you know kind of like you mentioned keep an eye on them because uh, Kurt Loney's very young he's doing some good things in Nashville right now producing um, he's very uber talented I think he he plays all instruments and um, just a I, and I think he's just got a lot of good music left in, uh, ahead of him. And I and my only worry about the direction of it sometimes being that he is, um, you know, where he is now. Uh, so you kind of sometimes you worry about the, the direction and, and uh, where he'll go with it. But uh, just really good stuff, man. And uh, Cato, I recommend uh, going back to that. You know, obviously not a very big catalog, two albums. But, uh, you know, my favorite, I think you mentioned some of those I like. There's not really any bad Cato songs. Uh, like a Blade is one that sticks out for me, which is one that I heard late or didn't hear late that kind of grabbed me late. I, I probably listened to it two or three times and never really paid it much attention. It didn't stick out to me. And then, you know, as it does sometimes for us when we listen to music, the fourth or fifth time was a charm. Uh, but I'd say my favorite Cato song early uh, that I still love is uh, Addicted. Um, I really, really love that song. Just a, just a very catchy song, catchy hook, uh, of course. Um, really, really good song. So, um, you know, I recommend Cato to anybody. 
Um, definitely check them out. And like I said, you know, we've mentioned it three or four times already, but I can't stress enough. Follow along with Kurt Loney and his, uh, his journey in the music, so to speak. Very good. It's different. Um, but you know, he's, he's got a very distinct sound and I don't know enough about guitars and stuff to explain it to you, but he's got a very distinct sound. And, uh, and I think if you, if you know your music or hell, if you don't, if you're like me and you just love it, uh, you'll, you'll pick it out. So, uh, you know, uh, he's, I don't know what it is about his guitar style that uh, you could definitely just tell it's him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. One thing I noticed going back and listening to Cato today was uh, um, there, it's, it's very, uh, the, I don't know why, but the day I went back and I was thinking like the bass really stuck out to me. The bass guitar, a lot of it's uh, driven in it. But, uh, but anyways, so uh, do go check out Cato and do go check out The Scent. Um, so uh, do that. All right, Matthew, so uh, now we've got, uh, again, I mentioned at the front of the, the episode, a uh, topic that I've been wanting to do for a while, man. So this topic is uh, you're stranded on an island for the rest of your life by yourself. Um, you got no music uh, of any, no radio or anything like that, no new music, really no music of any sort besides five albums that you get to carry with you and you get to listen to for the rest of your life. So uh, we hadn't really done a list in a bit. Um, and, uh, and I would love to tell you that I'm going to rank them from five to one, but I don't know that I can do that. I really don't have a, uh, pr- it's hard to put prep. I started out trying to do that and I kept like changing the numbers and I said, you know what? I can't do it. Um, mm. now this is, I mentioned off air, this is one of the hardest ones I've had to do. It's also one of the easiest ones I had to do. And the reason I say that is I, all, albums started coming off. The first two or three came off the top of my tongue or the, the tip of my tongue, excuse me. Um, very easy to do. Um, and then I started putting out more and more and more and um and then i would think i'm done and then i would scroll uh, i'd keep scrolling through my library music musicians and artists and and i'm like oh crap i cannot forget about this album this album was very important to me when it came out or i listened to this so much i know every track from top to bottom in this album so uh, it got really tough in that sense so you know what was tough is listing a five uh, and then an honorable mention, and that's what I kind of tried to do. Is all right, these are my five, and these are my honorable mention. Um, so, you know, needless to say, I think you you kind of you kind of explained to me off air, uh, you know, your mindset behind it. But go ahead and you kind of tell us what you were thinking when you made your list. Yeah. So again, so Desert Island, the way I you know way I thought about it, of course, is um, pretty much from stranded on the island. Everybody, everybody should think of it this way. Um, I'm stuck with these albums, so it's gonna be one that I I, I need to be able to revisit, obviously, several times, if not hundreds or thousands of times. You know, depending on how long I live on this island. Um, yeah, so um, so I just didn't want to make a list of like my uh, top five albums from my top five bands, even though like, half my list is that um, because I because for me, when I thought about it. Like I, I chose these albums because I could not. I've lived without them. Like, yeah. I cannot listen. I have to listen to them, right. listen to them again, or you know. And and these albums are probably my favorite albums from these from these artists. Um. So yeah, so I'll just get started. We just go trade off. You start. Did you did you have a prop? Did you ever get to a point where you're doing it and then like uh, you're almost done and you, you realize you're missing an album? Um. Well, I I got I know I knew my pretty much my five artists pretty much uh down pat I, I didn't have to think about that right. all right so yeah so um sorry a little break there um so yeah so i, I knew my five pretty much before i even started because I, I was thinking about it 
before I even like pretty much I met, finalized anything on paper, I was like, okay, yeah, this is my you five. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew like maybe not the albums, but the artists. Mm. I knew the artists. Um, so the artists that are on my honorable mentions, I thought of after well, while I was doing the list, I'm making it, putting it on paper. Um, well, before you start real fast, do you, do you think if gun to head, do you think we'll have any albums that are the same? Well, I know one. Okay. We've definitely, well, we talked about it already. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, which, uh, we'll just talk about it together yeah, then. Sure. Um, uh, that's my phone going off. Um, yeah. So again, to start off, so I know this one, we will definitely not have together just cause I know you, uh, so, um, my desert, desert Island albums, I had to choose, uh, again, I had to choose a album from one of my favorite artists that I pretty much can't live without. Um, so if I was on an Island, I would have to have this with me. Um, it's uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Um, it was their, well, it is their ninth studio album, and, and they released on September 12th, 1975. Um, it recorded in Abbey Road Studios, and uh, surprisingly, upon its release, upon its re- release, um, it had mixed reviews from critics, um, but ret- retrospectively, it's one of their more critically acclaimed albums. It has sold over 20 million records up to this point. Um, yeah, so this album, um, it, it, this is, I know I was, I was getting into Floyd. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, but this is one of the albums that they, you know, you would always see on the VH1, um, like behind, not behind the music or like a classic, uh, classic albums, like behind the scene classic albums, like how they wrote it, kind of the history of yeah, it. Right. Um, and this album just, um, I think, among all the other Pink Floyd albums, I could have put their album Animals on here, which is after this one. Um, I want to see they released that one in 77. Um, but this one, top to bottom, I love every song on it. Some of these, I would say, well, there's only five songs on here. <laughs> but the total track length would be, just doing some math here, um, it's closer to 40 or 45 minutes. Mainly because if you actually never heard of the album, they have a nine-part song called Shine On You, Crazy Diamond. Um, the first part, one through five, on side one of the album is 13 minutes long. And then the second half is just just, just as long. Um, but it's an album that I know to, to them it meant, meant a lot. I think a lot of this album is about their original lead, lead singer, Sid Barrett, um, who pretty much they fired from the group because out of everybody doing jugs, he did the most. <laughs> um, so that, you know, um, so that says a lot about him, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I know he was still dearly beloved. Obviously most of this album was about him. Um, but again, it's an album that, that means a lot to me. It's one that I can just put on and well, is it serves a lot, serves a lot of purposes. You know, like I said, I love every song on it. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one that I would have to like, if there, I guess Desert Island, or if there was like a fire and I had to save an album, this is one of the ones I would save. Um, So I'd say of my five, these these aren't ranked because, you know, again, like uh, if I just had to save five, this would be my five. five. Um, So again, yes, Pink Floyd's Shine On You Crazy, uh, not Shine On You Crazy, Crazy Diamond. Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here. Again, it was my favorite of theirs. Um, So yeah, Pink Floyd. All right, man. I like that. That's good. I, I figured you'd have a Floyd, uh, Pink Floyd uh, album on there. Um, and uh, I know they've had a couple prolific ones uh, 
which, you know, we were kind of talking off air on my first one. And I think that Matthew was alluded to earlier is, uh, is on his list as well. Um, but you know, you mentioned Pink Floyd, uh, they do have a couple of those albums. Uh, you know, you think of like Led Zeppelin, what was it, American Graffiti? I know is their big one. Or, um, um, or physical uh, graffiti. Physical, yeah, physical. Excuse me, physical graffiti. Uh, but you can you can kind of like associate uh, these more famous uh, rock and roll bands with a certain album that kind of got in there. Well, my first one on my list is not. Uh, obviously, it is one of the biggest rock and roll bands of all time. But there's really not an album that defines them. Um, and uh, you know that's just kind of which is a cool thing to me. But it's also tough when you're trying to put them, uh, you're trying to carry an album with you for the rest of your life, and uh, and you want to put your one of your favorite bands of all time in there, and you don't have a certain album. So, uh, nonetheless, that band is Queen, and the album is A Night at the Opera. And Night at the Opera was that seventy six? Seventy five. Seventy five. Okay, Night at so the Opera. So the same year of. Oh, really? Album, yeah. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah, uh, Night of the Opera, a great Queen album. You know, Queen, me and Matthew are talking about this off air, and I hate that we keep saying that, but it's just the truth. Um, they're one of those bands, like, they have, two, in my personal opinion, every one of their albums, it'll have uh, three or four songs that uh, everybody loves, everybody knows. Um, you know, they have quite a bit of hits, uh, you know, unless you've been living under a rock, you already know that. Um so huge hits, three or four on every single album. And then they have some songs that are really good that people like me and Matthew who are big fans of theirs likes. Uh, and then there's a couple songs that are just dog crap uh, to me personally. I, you know, Queen, as much as I love them, they're one of those bands that they do have uh, some songs that, uh, that are just really, really, really bad. But this album's really not one of those albums. You know, it's probably the least one that has those filler type songs for me. Uh, a lot of good stuff on that album. Um, you know, it's funny, I actually went and saw uh, that album performed live by uh, Mark Martell, which uh, we've mentioned on here before. Martell is a um, is a guy who sounds a lot like Freddie Mercury. He's kind of made a name uh, as someone who does sound like uh, Freddie Mercury. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of uh, his thing. But I went and saw him in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, perform this album, and then there was like a, a break, and then he did some more uh, greatest hits. But uh, it starts off with Death on Two Legs, very good Queen song. Um, you know, what one of my favorite lesser knowns, and it's, and it's even a, it's a really good Queen song, but I think at least not that many people know it. Uh, Lazy on a Sunday Afternoon, number two. Uh, number three, the famous, if you've seen the movie and you know a little bit about Queen, the famous I'm in Love With My Car, uh, which is a Roger Taylor song. And they did a bit in the movie, a little scene where they're picking on him and the name of the song. Number four, one of the more famous Queen songs that you guys know, You're My Best Friend. Uh, number five, 39, I really like that song. Uh, is that, uh, and I'm trying to remember, is that, that's the, um, uh, that's the Brian, May. Brian May song, yes. Um, let's see, they got Sweet Lady, uh, Seaside. Uh, they got uh, the Prophet songs, one I really like, number, the number eight. Uh, number nine, another one of my favorite Queen ballads, Love of My Life. Uh, you've got number 10, Good Company. Number 11, they got a little filler uh, called Bohemian Rhapsody uh, at the bottom of the track. Uh, obviously, I'm joking. One of their biggest songs, if not their biggest song of all time. And it's just funny. That's number 11 on this uh, this uh, album. And then God Save the Queen at number 12. Uh, the Like Matthew said, it was actually November 1975, so you're spot on. Same year as his uh, Pink Floyd album, so that's pretty cool. We didn't plan that, I promise. 12 songs, 43 minutes. Um but uh, 
if I'm stranded, I've got to have Queen with me. And if I can only pick one Queen album, and Matthew, I almost put in there, dude. I almost put like a, a greatest hits, uh, but I thought that would not that would that would defeat up. Obviously, if we've got stranded and uh, and we got to pick a greatest hits, we'd probably pick it. But that would be no fun uh, doing this topic. Uh, but again, my first one off my list would be Queen uh, Night at the Opera. All right, nice. So I just uh, piggyback off of that. Yeah, so yeah. I was use so Queen again. Um, again, it's a group that's very dearly beloved, you know, to me and Daniel. Probably one of the, well, other than the darkness, probably one of the first groups that we really bonded together about. Uh, again, Queen. Um, they released this album in 1975 in November. Um, at the time, it was the, the most expensive album ever recorded. As we talked about last week, uh, Chinese Democracy has since took that and, and record. Um, but it was the band's first platinum album in the USA. Um, again, obviously, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of the greatest songs of all time. You know, obviously, kind of reign, reign supreme as um, as their most famous song. Um, and just looking at the rest, rest of our uh, looking at the rest of uh, the history here for this, uh, they're nominated nominated for a few uh, Grammys at the time. I don't think they actually won any, no. uh, which is amazing. It is. Um, but as of twenty twenty. Again, I have not looked at this list. It'd be an interesting list to look at. Is Rolling Stone ranked it at 128 on the greatest albums of all time? Huh. Um, as, you know, and again, just to go through some of my favorites off this album, uh, I love Death on Two Legs. It's one that, again, this is one of the albums you can find maybe on YouTube potentially of a um, behind the se- behind the scenes. Uh, what's that VH1 show? Behind the scenes album album history sh- yeah, show, yeah. Um, and the song most famously is about a record exec that uh, Freddie. Um, I guess that did Queen wrong early in the early days, and I love this Queen song because he sings like he's pissed off. He sings like horsey, you know. You know he can sing any style. Yeah. But this song in particular, uh, of of maybe of only a handful, you can maybe hear this that he sings like he's upset yeah. like he's pissed yeah um so again i love that song again lazing on a sunday afternoon it can only be done by queen this song mm. i mean this is a very much a freddie mercury uh song production this is a freddie mercury up and down yeah it's very classical um has a great solo by brian may at the end and i think the reason why i chose this album over over, over other queen albums um because I think I was mentioning to you that once you get to Night at the Opera in the day at the races and the game, there's that three that sweet spot. You're in the zone. Yeah, there's I mean, there's like twenty songs between all three albums that yeah. was like all time greats. Sure. Um, the reason why I chose this album though was because at even though I'll say my favorite Queen song is I can't remember what album off it's off of. Um, yeah, you take my breath away is my favorite Queen song. Um, this one had my had two and three pretty much. Yeah. Uh, You're my best friend and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. So again, I love You're my best friend. That's a John Deacon song. Um, so again, uh, just reiterating what's already been said. Again, not at the opera. Just you know, all time great album. Um, again, it's just amazing. I had to have it. Amazing. Yeah, that's good. All right, guys, we've had a little technical difficulty tonight. We're bouncing around. Bad, bad internet, but uh. But trying to stay on track, um, my next one is, uh, this might be, 
this might be my favorite album of all time. It very well easily could be. So that's where this, this becomes difficult. Um, but uh, my next one is uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. This album came out in 99. And, um, you know, I bought this album two or three times, Matthew. I bought it, I, you know, the disc would scratch. I uh, might lose it. Um, but it's one of the first albums... And I'm trying to remember because I would have been 13 or 14 years old. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I was excited previously uh, before it came for it to come out or if I was just really excited after it came out listening to it. I, I really can't remember. I just remember owning it right away. Um, and it might have been a situation where, you know, like most of us back in the day, uh, Scar Tissue probably came on the radio, fell in love with it and then bought the album. I cannot remember. Uh, in what order uh, the events came down, but I do know this is one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, if I'm going to be stranded, I gotta have this album. Uh, it's one of those front to back, know all the lyrics, uh, and, it, and I'm trying to put it in the best words. You know, we mentioned um, that. You know, I think this right here, this album, this shaped the direction of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, you know, they were like a, a funk. Uh, like uh what what how would you even like previously chili uh, like before this album yeah. you know um, you know what i'm saying what would you categorize that i'll say a, maybe a little punk kind of, definitely funk still a little, little uh funk and uh, punk and punk yeah like uh, it was original yeah it was definitely yeah it's like they stayed original even when they changed their sound yeah privately. yeah 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 for sure like it, like they already had an original sound but like i really think that if they would have stayed the course uh with like blood sex sugar magic like their previous stuff uh my friends that uh they would have probably uh they wouldn't have been as big as they are today i think that that style it, it would have kind of went away as far as like uh mainstream and whereas they kicked it up another gear, they they invented themselves, reinvented themselves. Uh, John Frusciante, I'll say it till I'm dead. This is one of the greatest albums as far as a, a backup vocalist. Uh, you know, <clears throat> being um, I don't want to say like uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, but you just hear. And, and if you listen to the album, and I'm sure most of you have, but if you give it another listen and just pay attention to the backup vocals by Frusciante. It's amazing, and you'll never not hear it again if you pay attention to it. Um, but just one of my favorite albums, man, and, and I love it, love it, love it. I can vision myself at my grandparents' pool with this, uh, with a CD player listening to this, and uh, the days could not get any better. So uh, that is my next one, uh, Californication by Chili Peppers. Yeah, against a great pick. I know, um, I think I mentioned previously, well, I definitely mentioned about Spotify, how... Um, you can discover new bands as a plus. Uh, a negative would be sure. that it's a slight negative, not that big of a deal. You just don't have the same connection to the albums, which isn't necessarily a Spotify thing. I mean, that's a iTunes thing. That's, yeah. you know, whenever you start buying single songs, it kind of changes the kind of album dynamic. Sure. But, um, yeah, so the Chili Peppers is a, is a group that I pretty much don't know an album. Pretty much, like... I don't know what songs are what on, are on what albums. Pretty much, besides Californication is on yeah. Californication. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're a group that I probably put on shuffle, and I just you know I like what I like pretty much from them. So um, one thing I like about them too, dude, uh, this is something that's made me so happy over the previous uh, <clears throat> excuse me the last couple months is Matthew wasn't a big Chili Peppers person, 
And, uh, you know, of course, that's they're one of my top ten favorite bands of all time. I just mentioned how much I love the album, Californication. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, we uh, Matthew has grown to like them. And, you know, of course, when somebody you, you love likes something you like, you know, it, it makes it even better, sweetens the pot, so to speak. But uh, one thing that's so cool about them is I'm not a huge fan of their, their new stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's... Uh, I guess obviously like any any music it's uh, subjective but I'm not a huge fan of it but I think it's really cool that Matthew's got into it and he kind of likes it and I guess it's just a testament to them and how good they are like I Foxy Shazam which I mentioned earlier I mentioned sometimes their new stuff to me stinks and I think anybody who listens to it uh that's a fan of them will think it stinks but the fact that uh that uh you know Chili Peppers are so good that there could be something that's not your cup of tea when you love the band and then so your friend says oh no i like this and i like this band now that just shows you how good they are so uh but i just want to throw that in there yeah absolutely like and, and it's not that i didn't like them like them is just that they were just kind of um maybe a similar well i had a better opinion of them than like stone temple pilots who yeah before i got into them i didn't really like them at all yeah um I, they were just kind of a group on the radio i knew a lot of the songs or just the singles and um but again, I guess I haven't really deep dived into them. Right. Um, um, so yeah, so just uh, with I know with whenever whenever Freshante entered the group, and even like now because you know he's he's released two albums with you know with the group again probably mm. within the last year. Yeah, um, it, it's just a different sound with him on guitar. I mean, I've seen him back with vocals too, but just for like really listening to their music, especially because. Like I said, there is two albums this year. Yeah. Um. He he just it, it just sounds different with him in in the group. Yeah. Like m- musically, it just sounds different. Yeah. Um. So again, so I know that's kind of a complication's great pick. So um. <clears throat> so yeah. So my next my next pick. So it has to be, you know, you gotta think if you're on an island, you know, let's say it's a deserted island. So obviously, no one's around. You're kind of trying to survive. You're gonna get upset. You need something to, a way to vent. You know. Mm. Uh, get out of frustration. <laughs> so uh, I feel like I've said this before. Yeah, uh, I have. I'd love it even more. Now. Yeah. So uh, so I, I pretty much chose my favorite metal band, Megadeth. So I had to choose an album from them. Um, now, and I think by choosing this album is probably their most complete. When I say that, every song is great. Yeah. Because um, I'll say there's like there's so- songs and other albums that I like more. But the album as a whole isn't yeah. like all the songs aren't. You know, th- th- there's some C's and some D's in there if you're right. creating them. Right. Um, so the album I'm choosing is Countdown to Extinction. Came out in '92. This is the classic lineup of Megadeth. It's Dave Mustaine, Marty Freeman, David Ellison, and Nick Menza. This is their biggest album for sure. Um, it entered the Billboard 200 at number two, which again is uh, an outlier nowadays. Yeah. Um, Again, it's the highest highest position ever. It, it achieved double platinum status, uh, nominated for some Grammys, of course. But this album as a whole, I think, just to single out my favorite songs, uh, Skin, of, Skin, of, Skin of My Teeth, mm-hmm. Symphony of Destruction, uh, Sweating Bullets, Countdown to Extinction, uh, Captive Honor, is, you know, all those songs um, are are A's. They're yeah. all great songs. Yeah. Um, and the rest on here are, again, I'll say they're just a little rung below that. So, yeah. um, as a whole, this album is great. Um, it's definitely, like I said, it's my favorite Megadeth. I could have included Endgame, which is probably their, their first album I actually got into, really. Yeah. 
um, because I know that was a that was a lineup that I really liked. I know that was Chris Broderick and um, I want to say Sean Drover on drums, um, and I want to say that I had David Ellison. I want to say that was his first album back with the group. Yeah. Um, and of course, Mustaine sounded great. Uh, um, if you like his vocals, yeah, uh, Mustaine sounded like Mustaine, which yeah. is great. Yeah, which is great, especially you know when he sounds great, he sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, so yeah, Symphony of Destruction. Um, I had not Symphony of Destruction, Countdown to Extinction. Yeah. by Megadeth. Um, again, it's a great album. I had to include it just because this is one I could definitely like. I said the whole album is probably 50, 45 to fifty minutes. Um, this is one I could listen to over and over again. Yeah, man, I'm with you. And look, I've mentioned to you before, um, I'll say it again. Like, this album came out in 92, as you mentioned. Like, this album is, uh, to me, thinking about it, uh, it's kind of like, especially during this period, we're coming off of, like, the 80s, and, like, uh, and a lot of these bands didn't survive the 80s. I mean, some, obviously, the ones you know did, of course, or you wouldn't know them, but a lot of them just didn't... uh, didn't last uh, because music just re- the rock and roll landscape really changed coming into the 90s and I feel like <clears throat> you know I love this album too I think this is like a, a looking back and I don't know what the mindset was then I don't even know and I could be way off base but just uh, thinking about it today it seems like this is such like a make or break album for Megadeth at the time because uh, you know again a lot of bands didn't make it they come out with probably their best album um, and uh, you know it's it kind of set the tempo for for the next uh, hell the next seven or eight a- albums after that how many i know they put out a lot of studio albums but um but you know i'm with you man very good album uh you know a lot of good stuff to like on there so uh you know but that's a good list that's a very good list we've got uh we've got some good ones going so far all right sorry about that my next one uh as i mentioned uh i will i'll just go into it you got it all there my next one is uh hot leg red light fever uh if you don't know who uh, hot leg is uh you're not alone there are not many people do uh the the, the band the darkness um they broke up was it 2011 it was uh, it, somewhere or like oh yeah i think it was actually 2006 i think they originally after i guess what that um one way, to, one way ticket. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, once that was in 2006. Yeah. Okay. So this was kind of their follow-up to one way ticket, or his follow-up to one way ticket. Um, uh, Mr. Justin Hawkins put out a, an album uh, solo, which you know he had a backing band, of course, but they were called Hot Leg, and the the album's Red Light Fever. And man, I had I owned this album a few times. I've probably spent more money on this album than uh, any album, and the reason being is because it was an import. Uh, so. When I, I bought it for thirty dollars, uh, two or three different times, and uh, I did not uh, complain one bit because this album was so 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 good um, that you know kind of had to. But from top to bottom, this album is great. If you like the darkness, I promise you, you would love this album. It's uh, everything you like about the darkness. Uh, I can promise you that it's every bit that you like about the darkness and some. And, uh, and I told Matthew, like, uh, as big a Darkness fan as I am, uh, I might like this album better than I do any Darkness album. Um, and that's not a knock on the Darkness. That's really a testament to this album alone. Like, this album is spectacular. Um, but I'm rambling because um, I'm trying to cook, too. But I, I'll just leave it at that. This album right here, if you've never heard it, you can't find it on uh, Apple Music or, or Spotify or anything. Go to YouTube, type it in, um, and if you find a bad song on there, 
uh, I know there's a song called Gay in the 80s. It's not my favorite song on there. Um, but I, even that, like, because I love the album so much, I'll sing along with that one at this point. So, uh, but again, just a great album. Got to check it out. If I'm stranded, I got to have that album there with me. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's definitely uh, definitely a curveball. Very personal. Because um, that's one that I've actually probably haven't listened to the album yet just because... I know, like you have shown me some songs from it, so I do know the vibe, and you know there's a, there is a live performance of this of this uh, stuff. Um, let's say these three or four of the songs. Um, yeah, so again, and uh, I do do like that pick. Um, well, to dovetail with that, you set it up perfectly. I'm choosing the darkness, permission to land as um, as my fourth one. Uh, again, I had to choose the darkness, and it was between this one and the album that got me into the darkness, hot cake, hot cakes. Um, again, that album, I, I guess what, what made me choose Permission to Land over Hotcakes is that even though I think Hotcakes may be like a better album top to bottom, as far as like just kind of flow of it, all the yeah. songs are kind of, uh, similar in sound. Right, um, right. Permission to Land had just better songs. Yeah. Uh, I think their top songs are obviously top of the top for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Get Your Hands Off My Woman, Growing On Me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe in a thing called love, obviously. Mm. Um, love is only a feeling. One of my, uh, one, well, I just shot another one. Uh, love on the Rocks with No Ice. Oh, that's a good one. And another one that um, is not my favorite darkness. It's probably number two. It's Friday Night. Oh. I love Friday Night. Again, this whole album is great. Yeah. It's definitely, um, I think, uh, even though I think Hot Cakes is better as far as the album as a whole. These songs are just the, the like these handful of songs are just better, the best they probably released, uh, honestly. Yeah, uh, this they sounded the best again. I should mention this album came out in 2003 and it, uh, it topped the UK albums chart, reached number 36 on the American Billboard. Um, so that's obviously great. And even though it's not on the album, it's on the bonus edition, probably one of the better Christmas songs that come out uh-huh. at Christmas time. Don't yeah. Let the Bells End comes out on this album, too. Yep. Um, so again, uh, permission to land by the darkness. Obviously I'd include the darkness, one of my favorites. Um, but again, just a great album, probably their best, um, great debut from them. So again, I had to have it on my island. Dude, that's a good one, man. And I tell you, you, you hit it on the head. Um, great album. Friday night is probably, um, I've thought a lot because again, darkness is in my top five favorite bands of all time. And sometime I like to sit there and think uh, and they're a hard one to do this with but i've thought about this many times like what's my favorite darkness songs and uh, and i've gone back and forth of course uh you know sometimes we forget what got us to the dance uh, but i'd have to say that uh, uh obviously a little thing or gosh knows i believe in a thing called love is the the song that kind of got me there but um so i always have to include that in my top five darkness songs but i would definitely say friday night is if it's not number one it's number two i love 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 that song the only problem with that song dude is the lyrics are uh i never i can't remember all the lyrics because there's there's just you'd have to listen to it there's so much to it he's talking about different days of the week and what he's doing uh leading into friday night so uh kind of kind of hard to follow along as far if you like to sing um kind of hard to follow along but again great 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 song so uh, i like that one dude uh and i almost had that one on my list um but you know uh tough tough choices my next one is uh 
one of my uh, one of the bands that I found over the last uh, fifteen years that I fell in love with, and and I've got a really tough relation. We've got an abusive relationship, me and this band, because they put out some stinkers to me uh, over the years, and uh, and I try to be loyal because their best stuff is as good as any music that I personally like. Uh, but a band called Foxy Shazam, and the album is self-titled Foxy Shazam. Uh, just a great, great, great album. Um, I've seen them play uh, a couple times live, and um, they're one of my. Uh, I'd say they're they're two. There's two albums of theirs that was kind of they were in there, and they're actually the other ones on my honorable mention. So I'll go ahead and mention it while I'm talking about them. It's a uh, Church of Rock and Roll, but. Um, those two albums, the self-titled and that, man, it doesn't get any better. This album was fantastic, and uh, it's got, uh, I'm looking at it night right now, Wanna Be Angel, Count Me Out, Bye Bye Sympathy, uh, Symphony, uh, Unstoppable, Second Floor, Oh Lord, um, Evil Thoughts. Uh, there's uh, the only way to my heart. There is at least uh, eight or nine songs on this album that I love. Um, that are some of my favorite songs by this group. So uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't include them. It was a very hard choice, though, because um, uh, Church of Rock and Roll was a close second with that. They're both really good albums, but this one's just tops the cake. This is the reason I fell in love with this group. Um, so, yeah, uh, Fox is a damn, and uh, the album is uh, self-titled. That came out in 2010, by the way, 14 songs, 54 minutes. Okay, yeah, so I figured there'll be a Foxy on yours. Again, I know that's uh, obviously... A band that is well beloved by you. I know it's um again. I know it's a group that I've never really actually tried to get into. I know I've I know my uh, you know of course like you know you Daniel and hell my even my brother who mainly sticks to shitty country listens to listens like Foxy. Um, I'm just kidding. He likes more than shitty country. We hate you, Gavin. <laughs> uh, but so so uh, moving forward to so my last album that I obviously could have been a lot of places here, and I'll mention my honorable mentions. Um, I had to choose actually include a Billie Eilish album, mm. just because I was thinking about it. Because uh, one thing that I think us music lovers, we well at least what I do, and I mean you do, we think about our top five all time. Yeah. Um, my fifth spot always rotated. It wasn't ever kind of set in stone, because you know, as, as I mentioned in the pod, probably over a well, not a year ago, but close to a year ago, um, when, we, when we did our uh, favorite songs, right? It was, um, you know, uh, favorite albums. I was, I would, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Pink Floyd, The Darkness, Queen, Steel Panther. So that's four. The fifth spot always rotated around. I think I'm set in stone. Billie Eilish is my number five all time. I really do like her music. She's an artist. Off to, you know, she's a huge pop artist now. One of the big ones out there. Um, and about she's she has two albums out in NDP. And a, and a slew of just singles she's released along the way. So I had to include one of them. Um, and I think her debut album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, is probably my favorite. I had to include that one. Um, I think all in all, there's 14 songs on it. Um, again, it's, it's an album as a whole. Um, it was released in 2019. Um, it was an album that Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas recorded in their house, which is uh, pretty amazing because... They released it in March of 2019, and by June, 
They had sold more than 1.3 million copies in the U.S. But, but you know, I have to say this, but I don't know why this word pops in my head. I never use this word at all unless I'm talking about my kids or something. But I, every time I hear that, because I, I know the story, her and her brother in the in the room doing that, it's so cute to me for some reason. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely, well, I mean, I think there's obviously a whole slew of bands and artists that, um, that they got their start doing it themselves to, yeah. to a degree. Right. Um, and of course, when they came around, started I put recording music. Um, so obviously, you know, a little bit's changed production-wise since then. But obviously, they weren't recording on the shitty equipment. You know, they um, they were recording on good good equipment. So like, so logically, you can record music at home no matter where you live. Yeah. Um, so again, this album got seven singles on it. Like I said, I mentioned it. Um, I sold more than 1.3 million copies in pretty much within three months which is obviously a big deal um she won a whole slew of grammys from this album and i mentioned um the queen album was like 129 in 2020 um this album is actually 397 so it's actually cracked the 500s which is i was thinking is a pretty big deal um my favorite songs off this album i would say listen before i go is very much uh uh well, I'll say a lot, my, pretty much all my favorites off, off this album are, very, are kind of darker, I think, because she's really good at writing just dark songs in general. Uh, Listen Before I Go and Bury Your... Well, Listen Before I Go is pretty dark, um, but uh, All the Good Girls Go to Hell is a great song. Wish You Were Gay, My Strange Addiction. Um, I think the biggest song is Bad Guy off this album but again all in all it's a great album um again one that i had to include on a list because it is just one of my personal favorites and i think um with her being probably my in my top five um i had to include one of her albums and i like i really do like her new one that came out last year um but this one i think top to bottom is a little bit better so i had to include again um billy eilish's when we all fall asleep where do we go Dude, so the last one that I got um, before honorable mentions, my last one on my top five, uh, very, very, probably my, I guess it slowly became one of my f favorite albums of all time. And I think just the circumstances around it, uh, this band was huge or were, were, excuse me, they were gaining a huge ground in, um, in rock and roll in the early 2000 teens. Um, I think the album came out in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this band right here is... Uh, it's just uh, fantastic. It hits every itch for me as far as music goes. Um, and I, uh, I just got to, well, without further ado, the band's Bad City. The album's Welcome to the Wasteland. Um, some of my favorite rock and roll songs <clears throat> on, uh, that I've heard over the last 20 years are on this album. They have a great singer with a punk background um, who very, just fits. Uh, and I know that might sound weird. You'd have to hear it. It fits uh, really good with the style. Um, but the album top to bottom, man, it's just really good. They had really good dual guitars, uh, uh going on, uh, dual guitar and going on. And, um, you had two, just every member was really good. Um, but uh, I won't harp on it. I, I don't have a whole lot to say. I just got to tell you, if you've never heard Bad City, Welcome to the Wasteland, there's a good chance that you might not have. You've got to check these guys out. Um, I think one's passed away, uh, one of the guitars, um, the singer it's rough circumstances went to jail uh you know and i think if i'm not mistaken uh he's out of music altogether now uh living a normal life um 
because I've I've searched and searched and searched. I don't think he's done anything else. Um, but uh, but this band again, I I can't tell you how much I love this band. So I would definitely recommend you checking them out if you've not heard them. But uh, my last one on my list of five before honorable mentions is uh, Bad City. Welcome to the Wasteland. All right, so we're gonna do our honorable mentions. I know I figured we'd run through these just because we're not gonna go as detailed. Right. Um, pretty much just tell our sentimental reasons and then move on um so again so i could have went i included the megadeth album just kind of like megadeth more if i could i almost chose metallica's master of puppets um because it's my favorite from them from them obviously is their i think their black album is probably the most the biggest from them but this is one that i think is most critically acclaimed i would say don't hold me to it, it came out in march 1986 Metallica's, Metallica's Master of Puppets. Um, so to, uh, to move forward here, um, it, it kind of kind of burns me to not include them on my list just because they are a top five band. But um, I'll say their albums, they are good, but I think I like the songs more than the albums itself. Mm, good point. So, um, but the, if they had to choose an album from the, from this group, the album is uh, Feel the Steel from Steel Panther. came out in June of 2009. It's their debut album. I say their debut. It's their de- debut as Steel Panther. Um, a lot of great songs off that album. It's one that I got into um, other than just their live stuff in general. Right. Um, so, again, I'd include Steel Panther's Feel the Steel. Yep. Um, another one, uh, when I was really into heavy metal back in the day there's a couple i'm gonna run through here real quick um all that remains the album is the fall of uh, the fall of idols okay. came out 2006 um i think out of all all the metal albums i've listened to which is a smaller number as far as the heavier like heavier than metallica and the megadeth this one's really good um the second one i would include is um as far as the heavier metal slipknot all the all hope is gone came out in 08 Again, my favorite album from both of those bands. Um, I think top to bottom, those, those albums are great. And I didn't... Oh, two more, sorry. So I actually have six of honorable mentions. Um, Billy Eilish had a EP I almost included just because I love every song on it. Uh, yeah. The EP is Don't Smile At Me. came out in 2017. Um, and again, it's an EP. So I think it's like eight to ten songs on there. Just, just great stuff. And the newest artist that I almost included was Joe... His new his album decide mm-hmm. um i almost included it just because the album is interesting it's one i'm going to be able to revisit over and over and over again um i think uh, it will stand stand the test of time and if you ask me a year from now that will probably be on my list too i'll probably make the top five somehow yeah dude i like i like that you put that one in there because i battled actually i thought about that a lot and i know it sounds crazy all the extensive about like amount of music that we like and, and like all the bands and the history and we're, we're very familiar with, with music uh and the history and all this stuff and i don't know if i'm saying this right but uh i thought about that album a couple times when i when i crossed through it and i guess you just have to think if you're thinking man you guys like these bands this and that and you're gonna throw this on there you kind of have to think about how music makes you feel and there's certain albums like that one that you just go through a lot of feelings with and uh and they're really good stuff you know what i'm saying like really good feelings so um, that is definitely a, a good, you know, a good thought. And I'm like you, Matthew, I think in a, a year or two, um, you know, when the smoke clears, uh, that might be an album that, uh, when we revisit this topic, maybe, uh, that's something that, uh, you know, that's thrown in mind. So, 
Uh, but good stuff. I've got a couple for you. Uh, I already mentioned the Church of Rock and Roll by Foxy Shazam. Um, my first one I'm going to say is a, a, one of my first favorite albums of all time, uh, Pearl Jam 10. Really love that album. It's one of my introductions into rock and roll. Uh, you know, I just just adore that album. Bought it many times. Love that album. Uh, next, uh, this one's kind of different for me. Uh, you probably wouldn't ever guess I'd have this one on here, but uh, Reckless Love, Reckless Love Cool Edition. Um, I, I love, love, love that album. Uh, I've probably listened to that more than any of theirs. Um, and uh, it's just a really good one that I do visit a lot. And I was thinking about it today. You know what? I like so many songs off this album. Uh, and it's such a good album that I'm going to put it on my list. So there's that one. My last two probably could have went on my top five and maybe should have. I don't know. When I think about it, these two are, uh, it's kind of tough for me. I, I, they're two of my favorite albums of all time. First one being Stone Temple Pilots number four um, from their fourth album, of course. They named it after that. Uh, great, great album. I was excited when it came out. Um, and I remember that feeling of uh, being, you know, I think I was 14, 15 years old when the album came out. And I remember looking forward to it as a Stone Temple Pilots fan. Um, and it did not disappoint. Just a very, very good album. And uh, my last but not least could be a conversation as my favorite album of all time, now that I think about it. Uh, it's an album that I've listened to a million times. Uh, their fans, I would say, probably don't uh, like this album that much, but uh, for whatever reason, this one just really hits home with me, and I, I'm, the way it made me feel was uh, Silverchair, Diorama. Uh, I, it was kind of the first album that uh, Daniel Johns showed off his voice. He's got an unbelievable voice, and if uh, you're not familiar with that, go listen to it. I promise you, if you listen from top to bottom, um, you will uh, you will love his singing voice. Just amazing. So, um that will conclude mine, Silver Chair Diorama, man. Some good stuff. All right, so uh, Matthew's already left me for the night. Uh, <laughs> it's been a weird episode. Um, we've had to start and stop a bunch. Not the, uh, I'm not proud of this episode as much as maybe some others. Um, and I'd even have the heart to tell Matthew after uh, to send him a text, let him know that I accidentally deleted our final segment where we talk about news of the week. Um, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging as well. So I went ahead and figured I would... Uh, I'd finish this off, um, give you guys what we were going to give you as news of the week, and uh, and then kind of set you on your way and let you know what our next podcast is about. And uh, and thank you as always. But uh, so we had mentioned a few things. I know Matthew uh, he talked about uh, this group called uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's R Y L Y. Uh, he let me hear a song called "Figure It Out" by them. Very very good, uh, very good stuff, man. It's very like '80s pop. Um, but, uh, but I definitely recommend that. Uh, he, he brought up the new, uh, Rival Sons song. Uh, there's a band called Rival Sons. If you've never heard of them, they're a new rock band or a newer rock band. Let me say, uh, that's going now. Uh, they're probably, I'd say they're less than 10 years old. Um, very, very talented singer, uh, goes by the name of Jay Buchanan and, uh, the guy can well. Uh, so, you know, again, it's definitely something I would recommend to you guys, um, there was a new Bona Vega, which, uh, you know, Matthew wasn't a big fan of. I've, I've not really listened to you yet. I've got to check out. I'll give you my opinion on that maybe next week. Um, and then the other thing was the uh, new Chili Peppers LP. Uh, Chili Peppers got a new LP out. Um, I've not listened to it. We're going to do a review next week. Uh, so I've got to listen to it this week. We're going to do a review for you guys. Um, we'll break it down and, and give you our thoughts. Um, so... 
uh, that those are a few things that we talked about. The only other thing I could think of, we talked about the new Queen uh, song that came out this past week. Um, obviously, we're both huge Queen fans, so uh, we're very excited for that one. Um, and I think our overall thought was, uh, our overall opinion was, um, it's kind of like this, man. It, you're excited because it's a new song by a group that you adore. And, uh, and, you know, obviously in our lifetimes, we've not had the opportunity as fans to listen to very many new Queen songs. Um, so you're excited to hear a Queen song that's lost and you're going to hear it for the first time with everybody else. But then uh, you kind of have to keep in the back of your mind that there's a reason that it's never like it didn't make the cut originally. Uh, the song's 34 years old, I believe. Um, and, you know, it obviously wasn't uh, good enough at the time in their minds to uh, to be a song that would go on an album. But now in hindsight, I'll say this, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's really not that bad. It's better than I thought it was going to be. And um, and I can tell you, if you're a Queen fan, or if you're not, if you just want to go hear something by Queen that's new, um, new music, then just check it out because Freddie... Uh, he, he's, it's very good song for him, uh, vocally. Like he kills it in this song, this song. So I thought that was really cool. Um, <clears throat> Matthew brought up our topic for next week. Uh, what was our topic for next week? Oh, it's the album reviews, as I just mentioned. So we're going to review a few albums. I have to get with him to see what they are. I know one of them is the, oh, actually, you know what? I know what they are. Uh, the new Skid Row, which he mentioned, uh, not on the pod, but, uh, well, it should have been on the pod, but again, I deleted that for, uh, that segment somehow. Um, but the new Skid Row album that came out Friday, we're going to break that down. We're going to review that next week. And also the new, uh, Chili Peppers LP. Uh, so, should be pretty good. Um, our homework for next week is going to be Dust Bowl Jokies, which is a band that I I've, I love. Um, discovered years a few years back. Um, oddly enough, me and Matthew had this running joke when we found a new band, then we were kind of going to be breaking them up because they seem to always break up after we start listening to them. And that didn't change with uh, Dust Bowl Jokies. I think within a month of me discovering them and falling in love with them, they end up disbanding and. And, um, you know, so that's our look. And, and I, the, I'm, I'm telling you, they're awesome. I can't wait to go back and listen to them because usually when I do that, I'll find something that didn't catch my eye before, but it will now. So, uh, and I, there are songs of theirs that are in my loop that I continue to listen to. Cause again, as I mentioned, I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, so again, uh, should be a good episode. Um, so we, we've got some good topics for you next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I mentioned, um, I mentioned in my, um, well, actually, in the deleted one, <laughs> excuse me, uh, that I wanted to give a shout-out to um, an Italian punk band. And I wanted to give a shout-out because there's someone who follows our social. Um, but let me see what the band, the band's name is, drum roll. I'm sorry, I'm stalling because I'm trying to find it myself. The band's name is Cersei in Lega. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. They're an Italian punk band. Um, but you know, maybe we give, we give you guys a listen to and check you guys out. So, uh, but also want to tell you guys to, to, uh, follow us on social. We're on Twitter for right now. That's our, our only social. Uh, we're at, at shuffle, uh, excuse me, at on shuffle with two, uh, excuse me, on shuff pod. I'm sorry. I'm tongue twisted right now. On shuff pod with two F's on shuff pod. Check us out on there. We're going to try to get more active. We created the account a while back. We hadn't really done anything with it, 
but that's going to change. We're going to do some stuff. So, uh, you know, please tune into that. That way we can interact with you guys. We, we're getting a lot of new listeners. Um, it's exciting uh, that people actually care to hear us talk about music when we're not no experts ourselves. We just love it. Um, so get on there. Check us out. Um, interact with us. Give us topics. Give us things to talk about. We love doing this. Um, you know, this is something that we we did for years together, and we just decided one day that um, we're going to start re- documenting, we're going to start recording ourselves do this. So, uh, you know, interact with us. Make it even more fun. Tell us some topics to talk about. We'll do it. We'll do it, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely interact with you guys. So uh, this has been a lot of fun doing. We're going to continue to do this, and thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to give you my normal sign-off, and then I'm going to try to do Matthew's voice and use his sign-off. So uh, love you guys. Peace. See you.